Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Coffee Break Podcast. These are short podcasts for you to listen to at a coffee break. Developed to give you some quick ideas on how to help you build your desk and business. Now, over to Adrian Mansfield, the Million Pound Biller for today's Coffee Break Podcast. Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Podcast. I'm Adrian Mansfield, and in my 20 plus years in recruitment, I've had a number of million pound years. I've worked in most of the major recruitment markets and in all sales roles within a recruitment agency. I've also run my own company and set up companies both in the UK and in several international locations. Recruitment has given me the opportunity to travel the world and see some of the best and worst places on offer, from Australia to Afghanistan and many more in between. The Million Pound Biller podcast offers those at any level in recruitment tips and ideas from me and my contacts, both inside and outside recruitment, but all from the coalface. Information and ideas that can be taken back to your day-to-day careers and put you on the path to a million pound year. The cornerstone of my success over the years has been my willingness to learn and develop my skills, something I still do every day. Now I'm offering you some of my ideas and thoughts that will allow you to squeeze the most out of your recruitment career, no matter what level you're at and where you're aiming for. Every journey, even one to a million pounds, starts with a single step. So let's take that first step together. Welcome to another Coffee Break podcast and the final part of my three-stage look back on 2021. In the first two parts, I pulled together my top 10 tips for the various podcasts and interviews that I've listened to over the last 12 months. If you haven't listened to that yet, I heartily recommend that you pop over to wherever you get your podcasts and take a listen to them. The list took me a while to get down to 10, but I do feel that over the, the top 10 tips, there are really some key pieces I've taken away from the last year, and I hope they will be for you too. This week, I'm looking at the books and podcasts that I've listened to, read, and enjoyed over the last 12 months. These are books or podcasts that have either given me something to think about or have helped me with my development this year. I should mention at this stage that I use Audible and Blinkist for my books. Audible is great if you spend a great deal of time traveling, or as I do, go for daily walks, as you can listen to books on the go. A tip for me here is to listen to them on one and a half times speed. As it's still clear, but it does get you to listen to those books a lot quicker. Blinkist is a very interesting tool as it allows you to listen to a precy of a book. I use this a lot on new books I'm recommended. The Blinkist team takes a look at the book and then pulls together the key parts in a short podcast style format. This means that you can get through a lot of new books in one sitting. And then I tend to add those I like to my Audible wishlist. Both Audible and Blinkist offer free trials. So if you want to sign up to either of them, my sign up code for both services is in the podcast description below. I still read hard format books, but I have to say it's less and less these days, as they tend to be when I'm on a flight or on long train rides, which have been few and far between during these COVID times. So, on to my top five book recommendations. At number five, Before and Laughter by Jimmy Carr. This is part autobiography, part self-help book, but it's a great read and comes with an expected humour you get from Jimmy Carr. He talks about his life and how he's reached the top of the comedy world, after making a big decision in his mid-twenties to leave a very secure, well-paid role to take the plunge into comedy. His work ethic and view on the world are really interesting to listen to, and he gives you some great ideas and tips. His take on cancel culture, for example, from one person who lives on the proverbial edge, is very refreshing. As he says himself, the joke that he will see him cancelled is already out there, so why run scared of it? I definitely recommend his read. Number four, How Champions Think by Bob Bratella. Those of you who have listened to a few of my podcasts will know that A, I'm a very keen golfer, and B, that the business can learn much from the world of sports is one of my biggest views. And this book combines the two. Bob Rotella is a sports psychologist that has worked with some of the biggest names in the world of golf, and indeed in many other sports too. 
In this book, he distills the thing he's learned from those and taught those champions over his 40 plus years in the industry. In the book, you will learn some interesting ideas whether or not you're a golfer. The book brings the ideas from these top sports people and gives you insight into what sort of things set them apart from the rest. It's all brought together with clever notes and interesting real life examples that really brings the ideas to life. Number three, Work Clean by Dan Charnas. This was a book I was recommended by a friend. And I have to say, at first, I was very sceptical. What could I learn from the word of cooking that I could bring to the business world? I mean, how is a chef's world like mine? Well, it turns out you can learn quite a bit. Firstly, the message behind the book is that the world of the kitchen in the middle of service is one of many, many moving parts and one where execution and delivery are crucial. As the writer points out, a 90% done dish is effectively 0% done. In cooking, you don't get points for part-finished dishes. It then sets out how chefs cope with the intense pressure to deliver. They do it by planning, planning, and more planning. Whether it's the things we probably already know, like having a decent recipe and the way to lay out the station, so that all the key items are to hand and in the right place for the processes they are following. On reading, it turns out that we in the business world have much we can learn from those at the top of the culinary spectrum. Number two, Work Rules by Laszlo Block. This will seem to be an obvious choice from a person working in recruitment a book by the former HR director or chief people officer at Google on how he and his team recruit for one of the biggest businesses and brands on the planet. However, the things I took from this book weren't the obvious ones. I think one of the key lessons I took from this book was the work that Google puts into each and every hire. And when you apply that to the world of recruitment that you and I see, companies are often paying lift service to the recruitment process and or rushing to hire those that are available against those that really fit their needs. It was very interesting to hear that a company who could probably, within reason, hire most anyone they wanted. The amount of effort that they put into reviewing every person who joins is the same for a base hire as it is for those at the very top of the organisation. This is something certainly many of our clients could learn from. And the top book for me this year is The 12-Week Year by Brian Morgan and Michael Lennington. This is my top book of the year and has been a key process of how I work and how I'll form the bedrock of my plan for 2022. The simple concept is rather than using a year or more as a frame for your targets, instead focus on the next 12-week period and call it a 12-week year, and set goals for those 12 weeks. The benefit being that the timeframes are much shorter, and thus all the activity must be focused directly at those goals. As the writers argue, if you have a year to deliver, then you can spend time putting things off as there is still time to get back online. If the end of the year is just 12 weeks away, it makes the act of putting off much more difficult, as you're not going to have time to come back to it. Importantly for me, the authors don't suggest that you only have a 12-week focus. They suggest that at first you start out with a decent vision, your ultimate goal or goals, and then work your 12-week plan to help you on the way to that ultimate vision. This way, you can still have those long-term goals, but the execution is much easier to see and therefore deliver. Fundamentally, I believe this planning method suits recruitment well. How often have you had to pull together an annual plan and all by the first three or four months are at best predictions and at worst, downright guesses? What if instead of that 12-month view, you instead have a long-term vision and then create a 12-week plan of how to get there for that 12-week block? I would suggest this is a much better plan for those of us in recruitment as it allows you to retarget and refocus each quarter. Say you're way ahead of your target in Q1 in a 12-month plan you may slacken off in quarter two. We've all done it. Under the 12-week plan, you'll be back on the new target and you could reset and go again. Equally, let's say you're behind your target after the end of Q1. Well, 
that means you've got that demotivating weight on your team. But under the 12-week year, you can replan and go again with a new target and, again, your end vision in mind. I highly recommend all of these books as Christmas listening or reading, and perhaps they can form some last-minute stocking fillers for you. So now moving on to podcasts. As you can imagine from somebody who does a weekly podcast, I'm a big fan of the podcast genre. Its biggest benefit is that it's of the moment. The act of writing a book can be 12 to 18 months in length, but a podcast is one to two days maximum, and often just a few hours. Therefore, you can get ideas and concepts that are right up to date with the current climate, and or ideas from people who are going through the same issues as you are. I'm always on the lookout for good podcasts, and I seem to have eight or ten of them on the go at any one time, with more in the waiting for the next spare moment. I have to admit, too, that I use a podcast as a bit of downtime. I have a number of the sports or fun-related that I often go to when I need that break from work. I've not listened to any of those fun podcasts in this list, but I'm happy to share the ones I listen to with you if you want to reach out. But on to our top five podcasts for the year. Number five, Bootcamp for Your Mind, Darren Brown. Unfortunately, this is only available on Audible, but if you take advantage of your free trial, you can listen to it. This is a short eight-part series from the magician and all-round mentalist, Darren Brown. In it, he unpacks why we do certain things as humans that are almost inbuilt to us and how, more importantly, the marketeers of the world make use of that hired wide action to help sell us things or convince us to do things we probably don't want to or probably shouldn't do ourselves. The idea of offering a free trial, for example, knowing we probably won't cancel, or providing three options so that the consumer picks the one in the middle, i.e. the one you wanted them to go for in the first place. These are all tricks of the trade and used by marketeers the world over. And these are many of the things that Darren shares in his podcast. Once shared, you can then see how you perhaps can benefit from using them yourself, or indeed how you can avoid the traps that are set up for you. I'm sure you'll be able to see some real uses from the things he explains in this podcast. Number four, no passion, no point, Eddie Hearn. These are a short series podcast where Eddie meets with and interviews some amazing people. I read Eddie's book, Relentless, this year, and whilst it didn't make my top 10, it did lead me to this podcast. And I have to say that the podcast is better than the book. The benefit of the podcast is that it's much more informal, and Eddie's clout means he can get some of the top people in sports, entertainment, and business to join him. The name says it all. All of these people are passionate about their work or their field, and they talk about how they got to where they are and how they stay there. And I learn something in every single podcast. Number three, Mentoring You, Simon Sinek. This is one of a few podcasts that Simon and his team deliver. Some are simply recordings of Simon's speeches or events, and others are more informal chats with people in business. This is a much more focused podcast. In this podcast, Simon interviews business leaders and those from entertainment. As with much of the work that Simon does, these conversations are focused on why the people do what they do, what their ultimate focus is and why. I found them illuminating, and I also picked up on more than a few ideas on my personal why along the way. Number two, Diary of a CEO by Stephen Bartlett. Again, another podcast for which I read the book this year. And again, I overall, I feel the podcast has more to give you than the book, even if the book is still very good. For those of you who don't know him, Stephen is the former CEO of Social Chain, a serial entrepreneur, and now a dragon on the BBC's Dragon's Den. He's also still under 30. So given he's accomplished so much, he also has some huge issues and questions on life that he shares openly in his podcast. The podcast slips from him personally speaking about things in his life, to set-piece interviews with top guests. I have to say, I preferred the earlier stuff when Stephen was speaking about his life and business and the challenges that he'd gone through, and some of that really resonated with me. But the interviews are interesting and have covered a number of people that I wouldn't normally stop and listen to, including at least one member of One Direction. It's definitely worth a listen, 
but I would go back and listen to some of those earlier episodes first if you can. And finally, onto my top podcast for the year, and that is the High Performance Podcast. This is a podcast I came to by accident. It's run by Jay Humphrey of previously of BBC and now of BT Sport fame. And Damien Hughes is a former senior business leader and now a renowned lecturer and researcher on business psychology. Together, they interview leaders from sports and business. Though I have to say the slant is more towards the sport area due, I suspect, to Jake's contact book being more in that area. The interviews are always interesting, and I learn something every time. I even found a new respect for Gary and Phil Neville on the back of their interviews. The general goal is asking how these people got to the heights they did and bringing those ideas to you so that you can implement some of them in your life. There are a number of very simple things that run through all of the guests, such as hard work and application, but the varied people they have on makes for an interesting listen every time they bring out a new podcast. So there you have it, my top five books and podcasts. I hope you found some of this interesting. As I say, if you want to take advantage of the Audible or Blinkist special offers, then the link in the podcast description below will give you some benefits. We have some great plans for the podcast and our social channels in 2022, and I look forward to sharing a number of exciting interviews and guests in the coming weeks and months. In the meantime, I hope you have a good festive period with your family and friends, and I look forward to speaking to you again with another coffee break very soon. But until then, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey.